Kale Podcast. Rob Sanders. Some would be entertained by it. Some would be horrified by it. Carolina Jackpot Hall. All would be interested in it. The Rob and Kale Podcasts. And welcome in to the Rob and Kale Show Podcast. I'm Rob Sanders coming to you from Columbia, South Carolina. I do have a co-host, ladies and gentlemen. He is your friend. He's my friend. He's everyone's friend. If you put a stethoscope next to his heart, you would hear the heartbeat of America. He is Mr. Carolina Jackpot Kale Hall. What's up, buddy? That's a groovy little beat there. I, I, I like that one. How's everybody doing tonight? Ready to get after it, man, aren't you? Oh, without question, without question. Shout out to Dr. Bark. I appreciate this. I want to remind everyone in the chat room that George is your defending national champions, no matter how much it may hurt your feelings. Very good, sir. When you win, you get to crow about it. Absolutely. And until someone unseats you, you are the national champion. Now, you remember that, though, come uh, December, if you're not in the mix to be the national champion. But right now, you can run your mouth because you are the national champion. I appreciate that, Dr. Bart. Good stuff. Hey, um, honestly, yo, congratulations to him. I don't hate, don't have one bit of hate in my heart. I mean, hell, at least they kept Clemson from fucking winning it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that and Clemson's offense, but. Yeah, uh, DJ Young forgot how to be a quarterback and, you know. Yeah. They had some other issues. All right. Well, tonight on the program, we are going to talk about uh, college football nonsense during the talking season. The same thing that we're seeing throughout that is just out there. And uh, Jackpot and I have got some of those we'll, uh, we'll throw at you. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll get into some other things for you here tonight as well. We need to uh, talk a minute about the Callaway's uh, Pick'em Challenge. You can get into it right now. We're almost there, Jackpot. I we mean, are. We're, we are almost there. And, uh, you know, we need to get some more folks into this thing. Um, it's kind of slowed down uh, a little bit the past few days. Um, we were getting a lot of momentum, getting a lot of folks in. But I haven't had uh, – I, I think a couple of people got in over the weekend. But, yeah, other than that, you know, week zero is like 13 days away. So we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be picking games uh, week zero. Now you're going to you'll be allowed to um, get started week one if you want, because we'll um, you know feature what 10, 11 games week one. I can't remember how many damn games do we do? <laughs> we do we do ten games. I don't we do? It's ten games and uh, is it eleven with the Kale Hall special? I can't remember. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's, so it's 11 with the Kale special. It, even if it's not, uh, it's going to be this year because I, I just like having a big assortment of games to pick up. So, I mean, if you're really good at making picks and you don't get in for week zero, there's seven games there. Like, if everybody tanks and only gets, like, three right or whatever, uh, which is entirely possible because there's a lot of short lines there. Um yeah, if you're good at making picks, you could definitely easily make that up. But you still want to get in there um, week one in case the contest is really, really tight down at the end. You're like, God dang, I wish I'd pick week zero. 
Yeah, you know, I wish I took that Vandy over Hawaii. Ah, the mighty. I wish I took that Utah State over New Mexico State. I fucked myself. Yep, you certainly did. All right, so uh, Jackpot, they want us to talk about uh, the the situation with Calipari basically squaring off with Stoops. We might get into that in a minute. But uh, before we do that, let's thank Callaway's uh, Bar and Grill for sponsoring the uh, the Pick'em Challenge. The wife and I went and had lunch there today after our anniversary round of golf. Happy anniversary, dear. Uh, can you believe that this woman stayed married to me for 18 years, Jackpot? Isn't that some shit? She, uh, she is... Um... The salt of the earth. Yeah, she she likes she likes uh, charity cases. I think is what it boils down to. <laughs> anyway, but no, uh, we went there and had we went there and had lunch today, and always good stuff, good food, good people at Callaway's Callaway's Bar and Grill dot com. All right, so we also have a uh, Dennis Wilson from DNC Trucking and Transport who is jacked up that Jodeci is coming to the township, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, he's going to wear a pimp suit, but he does pay for a uh, story time with Uncle Jackpot. Jackpot, tell us a story, sir. Is the Township Auditorium still in Columbia? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. They used to, uh, they used to have uh, 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 wrestling. They used to have TV tapings there. They did, yeah. They, yeah, uh, it was you watched. They had the chandelier up there, and the guys were looking at it like they were going to jump off of it. So, yeah, if you wa watch back some of the old. Um, old uh footage there on uh, the cock you'll you'll see the old township auditorium anyway um enough about that uh sucks to be a game cock uh, did you know that clemson has more wins uh in columbia uh against the game cocks and south carolina has wins in the entire series it's true it sucks to be a game cock as always go tigers Message courtesy of Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport, who will be wearing a pimp suit to the Jodeci concert coming up here in uh, October. All right. Jackpot. Hmm? Sorry. Learn Sarasota says he, he, he sorely misses the SEC opener. It used to take place Thursday night for Labor Day weekend. I believe South Carolina and Vandy played in that game quite a few times. It is now Vols debut night. Yeah, the, South Carolina and Vandy did. Playing a few times, we uh, played them there, uh, in 2012, I think, and um, in Muschamp's first game, um, you know, which you know the, the forgettable era we or the era we'd like to forget. That was the one there where uh, Elliot Fry hit that long field goal in to win that game. We also opened on some Thursday nights against non-conference opponents. We right. um, yeah. we opened up with Southern Miss one year. Maybe that was 2010-ish. Uh, I know it was when Larry Fedora was the coach. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I, yeah, that was – there was Beat the hell out of them, too. Yeah. We probably, uh, fucking, probably fucking beat them by a touchdown now. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover Boston, you just sent his entry fee in. Make sure we have his money ready at the end of the season. Okay, sir. Uh, as I tell you, because it's, I'm, I'm right 99% of the time, Thank you for your donation, because that's basically what it boils down to. with a lot of folks. So, um, Zone of Tucson 93 says, Carolina Jackpot is Oregon State your favorite team in the Pac-12, now Pac-10. Yes, it is. Uh, the Beave. 
Uh, light me some beef. Jackpot loves the beef. All right, so Jackpot, there's been some back and forth. Let's talk about this for a second. Have you, have you seen what's going on with uh, Stoops and Calipari at Kentucky? I have Mark Stoops out there having to defend his football program. I think it's cute. Right. Uh, John Calipari is a dick, though. I mean, that, that guy, I mean, why is he even fucking fired yet? I mean, they have not had, they haven't had any success there in years. I mean, when's the last time have they, have has he taken them to a, a Final Four? Or, I mean, mm. are, have I they won? I can't remember. Like, I, I always think that... Uh, it always runs together. I, I can't... I don't think that he's... I'm sure he's taking them to the Final Four, but did you know that he... Uh, he I, I heard this tidbit the other day on the radio show here in Upstate, uh, ran by Walt, that um, he's the only coach ever to coach Final Fours at two separate schools and the and the final four appearances don't even exist anymore because they were forfeited for cheating uh, at Memphis and uh, at UMass. So, here's the thing, though. Calipari called Kentucky a basketball school, and there's there's better ways to deal with things than the way that Calipari did it. Um, if I'm Stoops and I'm trying to get top-level talent to come into Kentucky to play football because, look, regardless of what you think, Kentucky's been trying to dump money into that program. They're trying to make it more of a uh, – I mean, I don't know if they'll ever get to a point where they're competing and winning the SEC East, but they're not going out there and they're not being just slightly better than Vanderbilt. Okay? I mean, it's they're, they're really, really trying. And then you hear this guy say, all right, whatever, we're just a basketball school – I firmly believe that uh, Kentucky can replace John Calipari with someone else, and the basketball program will be fine. But if Mark Stoops leaves the football program, they may go to shit, back to being the shit again. Uh, so Calipari just needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, why would you try to despair? I mean, why would you, you know, if that program is winning games, the more games it wins, the more money it's making for the university. I mean, that's a win-win for everyone involved, and you are uh, an employee of the fucking university, right? I mean, you're not, you don't work for yourself, uh, so I don't, I don't get that at all. Very, um, yes. Piss poor, and I mean, I, I, I mean, how often do their paths do you think cross there in the athletic building? I mean, that's got to be awkward. I mean, I, I personally like the fact that uh, that Stoops was like, you know what, I'm going to defend my program. I, I kind of appreciate that. I mean, there's probably only 12 Kentucky football fans on the planet, but hey, they all are in the mix of, um, yeah, they they want this to uh, to be right. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of appreciate that, but we'll see Justin how that P, Justin P said they once gave Adolph Ruff a Cadillac. Bryant got 10 wins and gave him a cigarette lighter. I can mm. tell someone to watch the Junction Boys. <laughs> Good point, sir. All right, so I thought we'd go over some of the uh, 
we're in the middle of talking season and jackpot sent me a Twitter exchange between two folks today that they were going back and forth about South Carolina and Clemson stuff. And it was just silly. Some of the stuff that was said, but it seems like every year during talking season, there is a big set of, I mean, I call them, uh, I don't really want to call them lies, but it's things that we keep hearing that just aren't happening. So I thought I'd throw some of these at you first, Jackpot. The first one, the Gamecocks have a brutal schedule. I know that just pisses you off to no end, right? Yeah, I mean, I get I get fucking tired hearing that every year. I mean, it's every year. You hear it, well, the schedule's brutal this year. Schedule's brutal this year. I get it. I mean, they play Clemson every year. They play Georgia every year. I mean, these are teams that are probably routinely going to be ranked in the top five, if not the damn top ten. They, they play Texas A&M every year. That may change soon. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, it's the same thing. I mean, the non-conference schedule, it is what it is. But, um, you know, I mean, if, if we ended up I, – I swear if we had a home game with Mississippi State, home games with Vanderbilt – uh, or the road games are with Vanderbilt and all the, the tough teams like the Georgia and uh, and, and the Texas A&M and that were all at home and, and in Vanderbilt and, and all the easy ones were on the road. And still, somebody was just like, it is a brutal schedule. Brutal. You play in the SEC. Everyone claims to be the best. It's the best conference in college football. I mean, so, you know, everybody's schedule is going to be difficult. Yeah, and it's – it's. I think a lot of times people use that as an excuse to say, "All right, well, we went seven and five because this happened, and it's, and then this schedule was great and all that." But you know, it's it's silly. Uh, and by the way, you can't really determine the schedule till the end of the season. If you remember from story time with Uncle Jackpot from a couple of weeks ago, in the regular season last year, Clemson finished playing against more ranked teams than South Carolina did. Sorry, I know that hurts feelings. Nobody wants to hear that, but it's the absolute truth. So there's that. All right, let me get, answer David Moore's question here really quick. He asked me if I heard anything about Xavier Thomas's injury. Huh, th that kid's had a rough go of it, dealing with COVID and everything else. But I think that uh, I heard from some folks that it, he may have broken a toe. Um, I don't know how accurate that is, but I've heard that from four different people that I trust. So if you broke a toe that, uh, depending on how bad it's broken, they can fix that and get you mended up and well. But, um, I know it sounds silly, but he can take time and heal that toe. It's not really going to hurt them on the depth chart much. Um, in fact, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't start anyway, to be honest. But we'll see on the Xavier Thomas front. But yeah, broken broken toe is what I've heard. There you, you go, can't, Joseph. Can't do anything about that either. I mean, you can't put it in a cast. Yeah, you just wrap it up. That's it. Deal with it. You may have to reset it. I mean, the, other than that, that's not much you can do. All right. So Speaking of Bear Bryant, uh, Bear Bryant said he played he played a half against Tennessee, dragging a broken ankle or a broken leg or something. <laughs> So, I mean, I think this guy can he, – he was telling this quarterback that on the Junction Boys. He said, now what is this shit about your elbow? 
So I think he might could. I think. Well, I mean, this is a team that I mean, I'm not talking about injuries here, but you know, we we, we talk about Sean Watson kicked the game cock's ass on one leg. Blah, 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 blah. You know, they got a good training staff there. I'm sure they can patch that guy up. And he can he can go ahead and operate on that toe. Yeah, I I mean, maybe they can. Op- Hell, I don't know. Maybe they can operate on. I don't know. I, the big toe is a big. Big big thing Corey there. Stiletto, now that guy's out for the year. Yeah, he he tore his ACL. And and by the way, Pete, you I don't know, know who that is, but yeah, he's a wide receiver that was highly touted that was coming in, was supposed to help out on that front. But I oh. uh, start talking about injuries. But. I hear Jackpot singing this. Deeble double, deeble double, deeble double do, deeble double, deeble double, deeble double do. We are so much better than you. Daddy O says broken toe injuries are a pussy out. Well, I ain't saying nothing. Uh, all right, but uh, moving along, the next big thing we're going to hear about, and we hear it every season, jackpot is Texas is back. But you yeah. know, since 2010, Texas has had five losing seasons. But my God, they are coming back, jackpot. Yeah, I mean, you would think, I mean, a few years ago, remember when they beat Georgia uh, in the Sugar Bowl? And, you know, and they were running around after that. I think that was 2018 maybe, and they were like, we're back. You know, we would have thought that, you know, they were they would build on that. But they, they would have kind of expanded on that and, and used that as a springboard to some more success. But, no, nah, it didn't happen. I think I thought it had a losing record the next year. So, yeah. um yeah, I mean they don't play, they they don't they don't play defense there. They don't. I mean they're defensively just not a very good team historically. It's happened then, and and they're going to get boat raced again this year. Alabama's going to absolutely just destroy that team. Not even going to be funny. The 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 big thing with Texas is, and when you look at their recruiting classes, yes, they get guys that come in and they they actually do okay on certain fronts as far as wide receivers and everything else. And they get guys that come in that are, that are somewhat touted at quarterback, but on the defensive line and the offensive line, their recruiting rankings are terrible and you win and lose at the line of scrimmage. It's just the way that it is. So there's that. All right. The next one is Hunter Slay uh, says, really guys, UMF can only give three likes. Y'all are sorry as hell. Get your ass over there and hit the like button. But then he does say, please yeah. and thank you. I'm like, woo, Lord. And guys, hit the like button. Or this Hunter Slays, I mean, he may murder you in your sleep. Oh, God, we don't need that. I mean, Hunter Slay is not, I mean, wow. I mean, I've heard of supporting the show, but come on, man. Come on. You can just, you can just throw a super chat. You don't have to. We're not going to resort to violence. Well, Virtual Kale gets pissed off if people don't uh, hit the like button. You sorry motherfuckers! Exactly. <laughs> you could like the show, damn it. All right. Anyway, the uh, the next thing that uh, we have is Texas A&M is going to compete in the West. But since Texas A&M joined the SEC, they only finished with an above 500 record three times. But by God, they're going to. This is their year. 
They're going. They're going to take over Alabama. They beat Alabama last year, jackpot. And you know what? You know how many SEC wins they finished with, even though they slayed Nick Saban. How many SEC wins did they have last year? Do you remember? I can tell you. Five. Four. They finished at 500 in conference play with a win over Nick Saban. They are the epitome of a team that is destined to be seven and five, eight and four for fucking ever. They beat what? They beat Nick Saban, the Gamecocks, Auburn, and uh, Mizzou. Uh, yep, I believe so. Well, that's just a oof, that's a murderer's row right there. Let me tell you. I know, right? Line them up. Yeah. So, but I mean, it seems like we have to hear that every year, right? Same old thing. Yep, yep, you do. I mean, unfortunately, though, like I said, I, I, I in a video the other day. You know, they call Jimbo Fisher. They're calling him the white Kevin Sumlin, you know, because Kevin Sumlin, well, first of all, Kevin Sumlin, he wasn't white, and he uh, he finished with, like, seven or eight wins a year. And this, like, same thing Jimbo Fisher's doing. They're only paying him, like, I don't know, 50 times more money than what um, Kevin Sumlin was making with no more results. But the only thing about it is we can't get in on any of that. We can't get in on any of that trash talk or um, that disparaging of, of Texas A&M because we have just have not broken through against it. And quite frankly, the last two years uh, were quite embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Big Barney Ross says, did you say Texas A&M is going to be incompetent in the West? Yes. I, I, I don't. I'm not on the Texas A&M train. Sorry. Leonard Sarasota says more likely this season, Tennessee beats Florida or South Carolina beats Clemson. Uh, don't think that's, I don't think that one's really, that's a two, that's kind of apples to oranges comparison. Well, there. I mean, ten, Tennessee is hosting Florida at home. South Carolina has to go to Clemson. This Clemson is supposed to be the best, the best Tennessee team in decades. Uh, Twenty eighteen. I mean, yes, yeah, Florida is. This is game like what four for them, and no one knows if they'll be okay or if they'll be doo doo. So yeah, I'd say that's a little bit more likely. Yeah. What What would be a better What would be a better comparison is Will South Carolina get a win over Texas A and M or a win over Kentucky? Because you got to go on the road to play Kentucky. Which one is you know, one or the other. I think they split those two, by the way. They might do that. So yeah, there's that. I, I'm thinking that. I think, I think they'll split. So there's there's a chance. All right, and then the final one. Oh, oh my, I've, I've got two more. Miami will be back. Jackpot Miami has seven non-winning conference seasons since they joined the ACC in 2004. Miami is a shithole. But we have to hear every year about, oh, my God, they're back. They're back. Yeah, uh, that too. I mean, every time we get a new coach, they're back. Every time they get, uh, you know, a couple of transfers in, they're back. I mean, you know, they've, they've, they've competed in, what, one ACC championship game and been in there 20 years. I, mean, I, I thought when I thought Miami was going to the ACC, I said, oh, shit. I was like, man, I'm like, they're going to run the train and win that damn thing every year. I mean, I seriously thought that. I was like, it'll be them in Virginia Tech. 
every year winning that conference. I'm like, this is just not even going to be fair. And it hadn't turned out that way on, on either side. And um, the only thing now that they do have is I think that I think that Mario Crystal Ball is going to be, um, you know, he's a hell of a recruiter and he's an O-line coach. So I think he, that's, he, he's going to strengthen up the line of scrimmage there for Miami. I think that's one of the – been one of their downfalls uh, the past uh, few years. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, that's one that I hear a lot. And the final one is Notre Dame will be a playoff team. Now, Notre Dame has been in the playoffs, but they haven't been competitive. But it seems like we have Notre Dame shoved down our throat every single year. Yeah, it, yeah, every year, uh, you know, they're shoved down your throat, uh, and they've basically got to go undefeated to make the playoffs. So that's you know that that's hard to do. So you know, I I don't see that happening either. But you do, you do get a lot of Notre Dame hype here. Paul with a good uh, good comment says we forgot that South Carolina's offensive line sucks. They'll be lucky to go six and six this year. Well, motherfucker, they had a winning record last year with a sucky ass offensive line. Uh, this year, they actually have a quarterback. They've got some valid receivers, um, and I think last year that offensive line—I think it was a one-off. I think they were learning the system. I still uh, am sold on the fact that that offensive line paved the way for thousand-yard rusher the year before that. Facts are facts. I still think there's some talent there. Um, you know, I, I see that unit being much, much better this year. And they played well in the bowl game as well. I'm, I'm mad. I'm just a little bit turbed. Yeah. Leonard says, now, Rob, you had your choice for Clemson to join the Big Ten or the SEC. What would your preference be? Um, I, I don't care. I mean, we've talked about this before. Um, I think the way that it's going to end up, I think it would be better as far as matchups go for matchups that I care about if they were in the SEC. But um, in the end, I want what's best for Clemson. And if they can go to the Big Ten and get more money, which means that they can make better athletic uh, program decisions up there, then I'm all about that too. But I don't like the idea of, hey, during a football season, they could end up with a schedule where – they got to play fucking Northwestern, Rutgers, um, insert, you know, Illinois, Indiana. I mean, that's what, what the fuck with all that? I, I just don't give a shit. You know, I mean, th those games just don't matter to me. Now, I would like it set up where, um, you know, Clemson could play some of these teams that are in the, uh, in the SEC. That would be great, but we shall see. We shall see. Uh, uh, Leonard says he hopes the Notre Dame leprechaun kicks the OSU right in their Buckeye nuts. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, Jack, I, don't, I don't think that's happening. They lost a wide receiver for the year, too. I uh, saw the other day. But. Let's call call the show now, and you can sound off 803-470-2905. Uh, Christian Carver said, could you imagine if Clemson joined the SEC and they would have to share some of the pie with South Carolina? Look, and we can all. We don't want any of your pie. Y'all probably cook it with squirrel and fucking possum and good God, there's no telling what those hillbillies up there. Corn, might make a cornbread crust. 
uh, with some damn buttermilk. And, well, the pie from South Carolina is filled with the meth and doo-doo I should get from that fucking shithole stadium you have down there. So mm. there's that. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah, of course it does. But no, uh, we'll take your calls at 803-470-2905. What's the biggest college football lie that you see out there? And we see it every single year. Miami is back. Texas is back. Uh, Notre Dame's going to be in the playoff. God, I'm sick of hearing all of it. All of it. It's a mess. 803-470-2905. 803 Tom says, uh, you're my favorite college football YouTuber, Jackpot. He watches all your videos and enjoy your food reviews. He also enjoys Rob videos during the week. Good luck to your Gamecocks. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, Paul says, you have any confidence in Satterfield? Would you like me to let Virtual Kale answer that question for you, Jackpot? Sure. Do that. All right, Virtual Kale. When we ask Virtual Kale, Virtual Kale, how do you feel about uh, Satterfield as your your uh, offensive coordinator? I fucking hate him. Come on, Virtual Kale. Be nice. Will you read oh, Tony's comment up there real quick? That I sure. Hold on, let's see here. Uh, hold on, caller, one second. Uh, Tony's comment. Uh, hold on, Jackpot. I can't. Oh, what do you think, Jackpot? The Gamecocks O-line coach being healthy the year and being able to be with the team and coaching one-on-one -on -one with players will make a difference. What? Well, I don't. I'm confused by that comment. Oh, is that the one you wanted? I, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, no, no. I, I, I don't. I don't understand. Was he out? Was he sick at some point? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think he was. Sad Arn Anderson. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe Tully Blanchard kicked him in the throat. I don't know. Uh, caller, welcome to the program. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Hi. Hey, I was gonna say that Tennessee fan that keeps thinking they're going twelve and zero, and Hendon Hooker is going to win the Heisman. There's four teams going to stomp a motor in their ass. That's Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina. All right. Well, there you go, man. Hey, appreciate you calling the program, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, yeah, some people think that. Uh, Glenn Scott, yes, it says, yeah, he was out for half of the season. Mm, okay. uh, Mayhem Matthews there. He also, Mayhem also made a comment a while back in the chat that the Gamecocks were the same way every year. We're saying, oh, we're beating Georgia, blah, blah. We're going to beat Clemson, blah, blah. And then he said, he said something about stuffing muffin or something. Uh, look, dude, uh, if you watch the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks 2022 college football preview, uh, which you should have done earlier today, you'd see that I didn't pick a win in either one of those games. <gasps> Shock. So I don't know where you get that from. Maybe there are some idiots out there. Hey, that, in that 2019, nobody was predicting South Carolina to beat Georgia. Shit, that just came out of nowhere. Um, and I think I think most of them have learned their lesson about predicting a win against Clemson. I'm not going to predict it until it happens. I mean, I'm just I ain't believing that's going to happen until it does. Um, Spurs up show dude uh, in his Gamecocks preview. He has us going eight and four with a win on the road at Clemson. Ugh. I I think that and and I'm not trying to defend his pick, but I think that. I don't think that he truly believes that. 
And and what I mean by that is is that and Shadow of Death Valley on Twitter took him to task on that and said, "Can you just give me football logic as to why you think that that can happen?" And he really couldn't, and no one really can. Uh, I mean, it's it's there's just so many questions that are there for South Carolina. A lot of them on the offensive line, and until they can uh, remedy that and show you, hey. We can uh, stand nose to nose with that good Clemson defensive line and hold them off so Rattler can throw the ball. It's hard as fuck to pick them to win. I mean, it really is. Jackpot doesn't want to hear all that shit, but that's fine. It's true. Uh, Maya Matthew says six and six, Jack on the potty. South Carolina sucks. South Carolina is about the same level as Mizzou. Just deal with it. South Carolina has a way better quarterback than you do. Um, and people from South Carolina and Mizzou can write in sentences that uh, actually make sense. Whereas I haven't seen anything that you've written that makes sense there, Mayhem Matthew. We have to have <laughs> a fucking interpreter to get your comments on the air. That's why sometimes I don't even like highlighting them because people may see them in passing and think, my God, who are these fucking idiots that listen to this show? They can't fucking type. Well, they're going to think that one of us wrote that. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, I bet I bet one of those two jerk-offs wrote that. No! Jesus. JL says the Gamecocks will have to send the FBI to Death Valley to steal Clemson's secrets to winning and being awesome. Well, you know what? Uh, Shane Beamer's not uh, a stranger to mm, stealing playbooks and stuff like that. South Carolina fans need to remember after the Kentucky game, don't drink and drive home. Very good. I'm, You know what? All right. Mayhem Matthew, here's what we're going to do for you, sir. Until you write something that is somewhat grammatically correct, I'm not going to post your stuff. You're just Mayhem chatting. Matthew says he begs to differ. Stetson is better than Spencer Rattler. Always called Robbie's show and put that on the book, book of accountability. So – Okay, uh, you know, game seven of last year, would you have said the same thing? No, no, you wouldn't have. Your dad you is have. making you look like a fucking idiot. Exactly. Thank your defense for that national championship. 803-470-2905, 803-470-2905. Daddy-O is some good, some good commentary. Dabo is Satan's cousin. <laughs> Very good, Daddy-O. I can appreciate some over-the-top uh, sense like that, some stuff like that. No problem. All right, 803-470-2905, 803-470-2905. Uh, yeah, Paul, all, all the stuff that we do is on the YouTube channel here, man. You can find it right here on the YouTube channel. So there's that. Big Barney Ross, the Stetson Bennett has a ring. Kiss the ring like the Sopranos. Uh, yeah, okay. He also looks like Screech Powers, so. Well, he actually cut his hair, so. Oh, he I mean, did? when it grows back out, he will again, but. It did. Good. All right. 803-470-2905. 803-470-2905. If no, there's no daily radio oh, show. Okay. He, uh, got, got. Yeah. The, uh, I don't do the show anymore for iHeart. I do it exclusively here on the uh, 
on our channel here and in addition to our Facebook page. Uh, welcome to the program. Good evening. Hello. 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 Down your feet, hey. Now, sir. Hey, Rob. I was just Hi. wanting to know your opinion on the, you know, uh, having a new offense and defensive coordinator. I don't think you'll miss much in your offensive coordinator, but do you think it'll be your defense? Let's say play calling will be the same. From what I gather, and once again, I mean, I'm just throwing stuff that I don't. None of us really get to go to practice and see how things work, but from things that we've heard from players that have been there, some that have left the program, they talked uh, great about the new DC and how um, he's a much he's calmer than Brent Venables is, mm -hmm. uh, but is more of a um, you know he he's confident but not over the top, get in your face like Venables was. So there's that. Yeah, aggressive. As far yeah. As, right. Now, as far as Brandon Streeter goes, I I have heard from several folks that, yeah, he's the offensive coordinator, but Dabo Sweeney might be calling some plays too. And oh, I, don't know, I don't know exactly how all that's going to work, but we shall see. Um, I think the big thing with Streeter, though, is that he's carrying a heavy load this season, meaning that, yeah, he's the offensive coordinator, but he's got to try to figure out how to talk Uwe Ungalale back into being a decent quarterback. Because if mm. if they roll with Uwe Ungalale and he plays the way that he did last season, I mean, Clemson will win 10 games again, but they're going to be a flat team. And if they if they keep rolling with him, then Klubnik sitting on the bench, if he is somewhat gives them somewhat of a spark, and they keep rolling with Uwe Ungalale, then Klubnik may tell them, you know what, screw you guys, I'm transferring. So there's there's some yeah, of that too, sense. but yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much Streeter is going to do. We shall see uh, with him. Uh, I don't think they'll be any worse than last year, anyway. No, I don't think. Well, I mean, the offense can't be any worse than last season because last season it was the shits. I mean, it really was the shits. They they won the South Carolina game with Uwe Ungalale throwing for 90 yards. I mean, <laughs> uh, seriously. And it's you cannot have that this season if they uh if they want to compete and and match the championship level that the defense is going to have because the <clears throat> offense is the only thing keeping them from uh being in San Francisco to play for the national title. Cuz that defense is going to be locked down solid. Now, some people are talking about well, could you compare this Clemson team to last year's Georgia team. No. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Yes, this Clemson team's defense is going to be great, but Georgia had weapons on offense that Clemson just doesn't have. Georgia also had an offensive line that Clemson just doesn't have. There are so many questions about this Clemson offense that they got a remedy quick, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. The first three games are against subpar opponents. That offense needs to go out there and earn their stripes quick before they head to Wake Forest, who's going to be a top 20 team. They've got a beat on the road. So we'll see. We'll know everything we need to know about Clemson after uh, game three. All right. Well, thanks for answering my call. All right, buddy. Have a good night. Ed Edward O. asked me to give his opinion on LSU. Um, I really, you know, don't have one. I, I don't know what to think of that. I think they're going to be better than – I think they're going to be better than what people are predicting them to be. What are they, they're, they're, people are picking them like fourth, 
fourth, fifth in the SEC West. I think they're going to be better than that. There's just some Ross. talent left over there. Dan Mullins is in talks with Tennessee to be an assistant coach. Okay. We shall see. Um, Leonard says, Dabo calling plays. He's never been an OC to begin with. He was probably dabbling with the play calling last year, probably why Clemson struggled moving the ball consistently. You know, I, I think the idea, too, by the way, um, of having two offensive coordinators, I mean, sometimes that's too many voices, you know? Maybe that, that's part of it. I, I don't know. Mullen's uh, calling games for ESPN. Now, the last time I heard he was going to be a volunteer assistant coach at some uh, prep school in Georgia. Yeah, we'll see on that, too. I guess that's not happening. Those poor no. kids aren't going to get the get tutelage from Danny Boy. I figured he would be going down to uh, Nick Saban's coaching uh, coaching down there. Yeah, there you go. Let's go back out to the phone. This coaching scared straight program. <clears throat> Welcome to the program. Good evening. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Arkansas man number one. Hello, uh, Arkansas man. I was Whoa. just. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, so I just wanted to get uh, y'all's opinion on our game against Cincinnati that we played week one. The line is seven going our way. I was just wondering what y'all thought about that, and just uh, wondering if if that sounds like a pretty good line, or you know which way y'all would probably be going on that, or I was just trying to figure see, see what y'all thought was worth on that. Hi. Well, that's gonna be one of our games in the pick'em that week, so. Yeah, I mean, right. we'll we'll have our picks in for that. Make sure you get into the Callaway's Pick'em Challenge. But uh, Jackpot, how right. are you feeling about that line? Uh, I mean, I would probably roll with Arkansas in that one uh, to cover that. I mean, Cincinnati. Yes, I know it was a playoff team last year. They lost a ton. I don't rem I don't know exactly the numbers, but right. I know they lost their quarterback. They've lost a ton off the defense. Um, just right. really not the same team as the last year or so. Um, yeah, I think Their Arkansas secondary has been heavily, yeah, that, that secondary has been completely, you know, just about gone as well. A lot of those, you know, bigger names that they had back there, you know, uh, trying to see now, uh, I think that when it comes to controlling the line, I think our offensive line will completely just, I think we'll demolish the, the line. I think, uh, when it comes to our O line on their D line, uh, yeah, I don't have to know if you guys do or not, but our offensive line averages, I think it's six five or six six, and we they average out at three hundred like sixty five pounds, I think. Uh, well, that should be. Uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that game, and uh, that'll be one of the ones we pick. So I, uh, I mean, I, I I'm taking Arkansas straight up to win. It depends on if the line stays at seven or, or goes to seven and a half on whether I would roll with uh, Cincinnati or not. I think it, it'll be – should be a close game because you got you got to remember, too, it's the first game of the season. Not everybody's going to be hitting on oh, the yeah. too. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure we all remember how that uh, that Arkansas and Rice game started last year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you all remember that or not, but I mean, we were just 17 slow. to 10 going into halftime. Yep. That's true. Yep. So, but, uh, but again, I mean, it's it's a new year, you know, and guys, you know, are getting back out there and 
you know, it is what it is, but I'm hoping that we can really come out and set things straight. But uh, anyways, I appreciate y'all for taking my call and you guys have a good night. All right. Back out to the phones we go. Welcome into the program. Good evening. Hi, is this the Danny Cannell show? I'm sorry. I think it you is. have a number, but I do have a theme song for you. How are you, sir? Well played, sir. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Um, this question is for the actual football fan uh, b- between you two who's in a real conference, uh, Mr. Carolina Jackpot. How bad are you hoping that that Gomer Pyle-looking SOB that looks like somebody took Toucan Sam's beak and planted it right between his eyes calls plays for Clemson this year? How, how well would that work out for the Gamecocks? I don't, you know, I'm assuming you're talking about Dabo. Is there like a, an actual rumor that he's going to be calling the plays? I haven't that's heard something, this. That's something that I've heard that he's dabbling. Uh, he may be, may be trying to put some stuff in there. Uh, I've heard that he, he, he was doing some of that during the bowl game is what I was told. I don't know. We'll see. Please yeah. let that happen. Oh, my God. Please let that man call plays. Yeah. I mean, do you think, Rob, do you think he was calling any of the plays before and just wasn't publicized? Or I, um, I, think, I think that uh, from what I've been told by some folks that are on the inside up there, that uh, he, he does have the option to, uh, you know, go out of a play. I have also was told that, in Trevor Lawrence's final season, or actually the final two seasons for Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence went to the offense, went to the line at the uh, with the play and changed it pretty much. I think it was like seventy percent of the time, simply because the matchup was was horrible and they were getting, in his opinion, shitty calls from uh, the offensive coaching staff up there. So I think that the Clemson offense has. Even when they were good with Lawrence back there, a lot of it had to do with the fact that you had Lawrence and ETN that could cover up a lot. And um, I think that Lawrence out there basically trying to be Jim Kelly and just calling plays, you know, there was, I think there's the Dabo maybe, it may end up being some of that. I don't know. We'll see though. I've heard it. I mean, I've heard it's out there. So is there any chance that, Lawrence was changing the plays 70% of the time because Dabo sent the original play in there and he had to fix it. I don't know. I I think it's, I think it may have come down to, well, it's, I don't, I don't know the whole thing on that front. I do know that he audibled at that rate. Okay. Which means that whoever was calling the plays, he didn't like it and obviously would find something else. So there's that. Uh, that reeks of that boy. That's what that is. That's that boy trying to play offense. Yeah. And that boy is that dumb that the sunshine girl had to change the play seventy percent of the time for them to have any kind of success. Why, 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 sir, why are you mocking someone that was the number one overall pick in the draft? Why are you doing that? What is your oh problem? Oh my god. He was the number one overall pick number in the draft, one. sir. Why are you mocking him? You'll you'll sit up here and you'll you'll fucking drag dick about some Georgia defensive lineman that's fucking top eight, goddammit. But the guy's number one pick in the draft and you want to throw stones at him. 
I guess that just shows what kind of football fan you are. You don't really know much unless it unless there's a Georgia sign on it or Jimbo Fisher blowing a load on your tits. Jimbo Fisher, first of all, he missed my tits the last time by like half a foot. Of course he did. So, that's why you that's uh, why yeah. you have fucking that's why you have pimples on your face from the herpes from him. <laughs> no, listen, as bad as you hate it, AM's gonna win the West next year. That's, that's written in stone. That's Fuck a off. fact. We're not, shit. fact. We're not winning shit. That's a fact. So I, I, what, I, I will I bet you oh, no no, that. I will bet you a bottle of the of some of that good bourbon. That uh, our friend Big Barney Ross has up there in Kentucky because they do get bourbon right up there. That uh, A and M doesn't win the West next year. You take that bet. Yep, Jimbo is go. winning the West next year, not this year. Next year, they're not going to win it this year either. But no, this year, no, this year they're winning the West this year. Oh That's well, the bet, fuck, right I'm gonna yeah. be, be drunk as fuck at Christmas on your dime. You're <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Get, get, reminder get to all your reminder to all your listeners that last year at this time you were telling us all how dumb Kirby was and how he was going to blow it this year. So there you go. Okay. All right. Any anything yeah, else? Exactly. Sir? Anything else? Crickets. Crickets, Rob. Yeah, I do want to. I, I do want to ask Jackpot. I, I thought the um the video he put out today on the um on the Carolina uh, Gamecocks season. I, I really thought that was accurate and I, I can't really argue anything that he said i i just want to i want to ask him his take on for for an outsider looking in i i really feel like carolina tennessee and kentucky is a toss-up for second in the east I, I really there's question marks on all three of those teams what does you feel is is that accurate like if you were to just scramble all three of those and, and gave them all a um coin toss at, at number two in the east is that would you would you say that's a fair assessment all three of them have enough question marks where they're kind of all on the same level i think so i think so uh, i mean uh, you know of course i mean those two i mean grant last year both those two i mean i think would you have to argue probably a little bit more success uh in sec play than south Carolina did Probably, you know, a little bit better. I think South Carolina would be the one that most improved uh, out of those three. I think Kentucky takes a step back. And, you know, I, I keep getting pushback from that by Kentucky fans in the comment sections here and on Twitter and everywhere. You're arguing with them. I mean, it's not, I mean, is it me or is it just that they, and I made this comment as well, people now are just seem to pigeonhole. Kentucky as a number 20, 22, 23 ranked team just off Mark Stoops' reputation. And I think they don't even dive into the roster and even look at it. No, and, and really, you kind of busted me on that. I'll be honest with you. I, that that was my take, too. And then when you really broke it down by position, they're they're missing a lot. And, you, and you're right. People get used to a coach and and kind of what they built their reputation on, but if the guys are not there, they're they're not there. And I think you articulated your point pretty well. Um, yeah. Oh, Rob, ar- articulate 
Do I need to go into that definition for you? You 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 can't spell the word, so don't don't try. But I was going to say, um, when you look at team with with overall talent as far as four and five star players on the team, you look at LSU out in the West. They've got a ton of that talent that is still there, where they were in yeah. the top fifteen, top uh, ten recruiting classes with Orgeron. Yeah, a lot of those guys are still there, and the guys that Kelly brought in. I mean, we we kind of may be thinking of LSU as kind of an afterthought, but as far as just roster alone, I'm not saying they're going to win the West, but they're going to be solid. They're not going to be a bitch this year. I believe yeah, that. Yeah, and, and they they may be the opposite of what, what Jackpot was just talking about with Kentucky. Is that kind of right. what you were getting at? Yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. You're, you're following yeah. along. I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, Sometimes we speak the same language. I'm embarrassed sometimes to admit. Sometimes we do. Yeah. Sometimes. Does, does anybody do. think that? Does anybody think that Mizzou will be dangerous this year? Uh, no. Negative. No. no. I think I think Negative. Mizzou will struggle to win two conference games. Yeah, they um, you know, just, you know they really don't have a quarterback, and uh, they got some good wide receivers, but they don't have a quarterback, and they got questions there uh, in the run game, so. The the other the you can make an argument that Arkansas is the Kentucky of the West. Everybody's plugging Arkansas that they're going to be all oh, this great great thing. But if we're just looking at it from the the four and five star ratio, they don't have the talent that uh, is going to verify their record. I mean they they just yeah. don't have it. So I mean they really and now their coach may will them to a couple of wins. Not saying they're going to be the shits, but. As far as overall talent, they don't have their roster's not nearly as good as LSU's. Not 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 nearly as good as Ole Miss either. When you look at what uh, Lane Kiffin's been bringing in there, yeah, that that's true. I can't argue that. I, hey, I will say this, guys. I was uh, just outside of Gainesville here at a bar with some some buddies um, last night, and we actually pulled up some of the the calls and some of the shows from your guys show um, from y'all show last year, right about this time. And some of that stuff was legendary, man. Go back for, for you people who are listening and watching on YouTube, go back exactly a year ago and listen to uncle LGBT Lou call in and uh, myself call in. And there was some, uh, some vicious fights going on, but it was priceless, man. It, it will make you belly laugh for sure so well and we're, guys, we're gonna I'm have done. that that we're gonna have that this season and by the way uh i need you to text me your address i'm gonna send you some pimple patches to get rid of those marks that uh that jimbo fisher left on your face i'm, I'm here for you rob you know my address you've been here many times sir well let's stop yeah. pretending let's stop pretending. i know uh, that's a good point that's a good point anyway go ahead you've been here to pick your wife up on many sunday mornings you know that so <laughs> Papa B says that Missouri running back was good last year. Yeah, Tyler Beatty, as the guys on the Mazad cast said, that he brought that big dick energy. Exactly. There is no big dick energy in Missouri this year, unfortunately. There's, uh, they need some blue chew. Some blue chew. All right, Megan. <laughs> hey, man, thank All you right. for calling the show, buddy. We appreciate it. Mayhem Matthew uh, made a comment over in the comment section. I don't know what he was really referring to. Say, Golden Blue Dude, West Virginia Football Channel. Golden Blue Dude's the West Virginia YouTuber who never talks about fucking West Virginia. 
He talks about whatever uh, topic <laughs> is relevant <laughs> to get views. But, uh, you know, props to him. I mean, he's doing it the right way. He's getting, ugh, that's nasty, a ton of them. I've uh, been watching that channel's grown quickly over there. Uh, but I can't, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't do that very well. I, I'm going to talk to my team and, you know, talk shit, talk shit about our opponents and this and that, but I'm not, I'm not breaking down NIL deals for you and doing conference expansion talk and all this stuff. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some subjects can get talked to death. Edward O says, uh, y'all sleeping on Rattler as he didn't have a quarterback last year and won six games. Mm, that's fair. And really argue that, you know, uh, South Carolina last year was twenty. Uh, if you take Joiner's touchdown pass in the bowl game away, regular season wise, they were twenty. South Carolina threw twenty touchdowns, ten interceptions, and Zeb Nolan was seven touchdowns and one interception. So that really shows you how bad that uh, Luke Doty and um, downtown Brown were. I mean, they were. They were they were rough, man. Well, really rough. Uh, downtown Brown had a good game against Florida. Um, Someone was but, talking about uh, should Doty transfer. If I'm Luke Doty, uh, I'm thinking uh, I'm going to change positions because he's a hell of an athlete. If he yeah, wants to be, he, on the field, he should change positions. He really should. He is, and yeah. I, I, you know, I got a guy in his feelings. Uh, on Facebook, I think it was yesterday, and I said that I didn't think that he was a an SEC caliber quarterback. And they're like, "What you? Well, uh, you know, he came in with Mike Bobo there at the end of after Muschamp got fired, and you know, well, that team was basically dead. Okay, well, I mean, he didn't give any kind of spark to it. Okay, and then there was he was hurt all last year, and blah, blah, blah. okay, well, I mean, there's just a busload of excuses. I mean, you know, I just I don't think he's that good. Ball Stake says, why was Rattler scared to throw in the spring game? I mean, it's – it's, and, and I'm not ripping you here, Ball Stake, but uh, it's the fucking spring game. No one gives a shit. Spring game performances don't really mean shit, sir. You know I mean? They're not – and by the way, if I'm the offensive coordinator, I'm not going to give Arkansas, which is South Carolina's first opponent after Georgia State, any tape of Rattler throwing anything. Throw some five-yard slants that they could get from him. Uh, they could watch that tape in Oklahoma. But as far as anything else, I'm not going to put that out there in the spring game. Why in God's name would you do that? No offense to you there, buddy, but that's the way that it is. May and Matthew said, Jackpot, I care about you enough. I don't want you to stroke out if you think. But I, I care about you enough that I don't want you to stroke out if you think anything more than a six and six record for the small Cox, don't know who that is. Um, uh, yeah, I, I haven't watched your video yet, Jackpot, but you went game by game with South Carolina. And, you know, I'm probably going to do, I might do that this week with uh, some of the afternoon shows, but I don't, what would you have South Carolina finishing? I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. 75. Yeah. I think most logical fans would uh, have us um, with that. wins over have us with wins over Georgia State, uh, wins over Georgia State, Charlotte, South Carolina State, Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Tennessee, and losing to um, Arkansas, Georgia, 
Texas A&M, Florida, and Clemson. We'll have to see. Uh, I'm going to do mine too, but yeah, I mean, watch Jackpot's videos on these previews because uh, Peg and Megan was talking about it earlier. He he goes in depth with that shit. I mean, it's really, really good stuff. Thank uh, you some very much. It's out there. Thank you. And I Peg try. But only Vol fans bring up spring game. Thank you, Peg and Megan, for the $20 super chat. You, sir, are uh, pretty funny. All right. Anyway, we uh, we will be. Uh, Leonard bring- Sarasota says seven and five is very logical crock pot. The only delusional pick you made was the Tennessee game. Look, you know, I mean, I, I made a promise to Rob and I wasn't going to talk about them because I wasn't going to give them any damn attention tonight. But God damn. And, and I mean, we haven't mentioned them at all, by the way. No, we I mean, haven't. But, I mean, these fuckers yeah. act like, you know, you weren't even you weren't even right in the damn coaches poll that came out last week. I mean, stop acting like you're fucking uh, Alabama. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, y'all act like that, it, that. That me picking South Carolina to beat Tennessee is as delusional if I said that we're going to beat Georgia or Clemson. I mean, get come on. I mean, get over yourselves. You're not that good, as Rob likes to say. You're not that good. You're not on that level. Right? Yeah. You need to step out of your bubble for a second, and that's. We haven't been talking about you. And then the tonight, and then half the reason why is exactly what Jackpot said. You're not worthy of us to sit here and talk about. Leonard says, crop pot out like you didn't lose by 25. Yes, we did. And that was also an anomaly. I mean, those games are usually close. All right. So under that logic, can we just say the same thing about you lost to Georgia State? Can, can we talk about that? Exactly. Last time you played Georgia State, they beat your ass. In your fucking dump stadium, can we talk about that? Oh no, that doesn't matter. They also matter. lost. To, they also <laughs> lost. To, they also <laughs> lost to BYU. Uh, well, yeah. I mean that. Well, never mind. That's expected. BYU is a better football program than Tennessee. Never mind. Um, but it's it's funny because they think that we pick at them, but they come in here and they run their dick suckers, and and it's like you're not you're not that you're not that good. Wesley Abrams says USC Junior has ne- never been relevant. Yeah, they were. I mean, they played for the national championship just in what, what, 2005? Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, and all those guys. I mean, hell, I mean, yeah, they're real relevant. Smokey Dog says, so salty, cry more, Rob. At least Jackpot offers logic. Okay. I'm not crying about Tennessee. What I'm is he crying? You're not a relevant. What, what am I crying about? You're not a relevant program. You are not relevant. It's not 1998. Okay? Peyton Manning is not dripping his balls on a trainer's chin. All right? this That's not what we have now. You are just slightly below Mizzou in total win since Mizzou joined the conference. Know your role, sir. You're not that good. Yeah, we beat the shit out of Mizzou last year. So what? As far as overall, I, I mean, I've got the note right here. Let me bring this up. You like logic, sir? Do you like logic? Do you like facts? Because I've got it right here for you. Uh, since 2012, Mizzou has 38 SEC wins. Are they? Yeah, they've won 38 SEC games. Uh, I'm sorry, 38 wins in the SEC. Tennessee has 29. So there, there's that. Mizzou, a team that is a shithole, 
has what? Nine more conference wins than you do. All right. You have the same amount of conference wins as Kentucky does since 2012. That is where you are. That's not, that's not me crying. That is a fact, sir. Take that fact home and, uh, and smoke on that a little bit. All right. Someone sent us a super chat. What is it? Big Barney Ross. There you go. Hold on. I got to highlight that. Wait a minute. Big Barney. I didn't. Big Barney Ross's super chat. It says Vols win the natty. Has it taken away by the committee for 18 rules violations? <laughs> okay. Very good, sir. Oh, man. Baba B says, is Missouri even beating a team from the West since they joined the SEC? Yes. They beat, they beat Ole Miss. They beat, um, they beat, they beat Arkansas. They beat, they beat LSU, what was it, last season or the season before? I mean, come on. Yeah, man. it was the season before. Yeah, I forgot all about that. They sure did. Wesley says, how about we go live for the Georgia State game? I want to see your reaction to you getting your turn. You think that you think Georgia State is going to beat South Carolina? Do you want to go out on that ledge, sir? I, I wouldn't go too far. <laughs> yeah, South Carolina knows his tendencies too, because uh, you know we've studied Sean Elliott. You should be the coach here. I just can't with these Tennessee folks. I can't. You know, would you when you if you roll the clock back to 2015? You know, even though he got upset by the Citadel. Uh, knowing now, if you're a Gamecock fan, what you knew, what if you if you knew then what you know now, would you have said keep the guy, give him a uh, a, a low dollar contract, and let him be head coach, and just not even act like you know Will Muschamp existed? I think that I thought the Sean Elliott would have been a good hire, but you know who who knows? I mean, he knows the state. The guy's from Camden, which is. You know, 40 miles from damn Billy Bryce. So, man, Matthew says, how many points you giving me? I'll take Georgia State. Georgia State didn't need points when they went to Tennessee. Didn't need them, just so you know. All right. Uh, Bible Belt says, I'd like to see you guys do some live I, shows together. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. How can I undo that? I'm sorry. Dr. Bark, I timed you out. For 300 seconds, I apologize. I meant to com- I meant to pin your comment to the top of the chat, the one that says Voltards gargling Heifel's ditches over a seven and six season. And I asked, so I timed you out, so no no offense, no worries. I didn't mean to do that. I, I don't know how you can undo it though. So yeah, it'll, it'll come back in uh, shortly. Bible Betsy's like to see us do some live streams together this year. We'll see how that goes. I I. Like I don't like messing with jackpot during um during his his in game streams are just great. I mean I if if he wants me to do something with him I will. But you know to be honest I'm when we do some I mean I like doing them when I like doing some of them with him. But I don't know we'll see we'll see on that. I ain't gonna lie to you. All this thing says broken toe. Brandon Coon talking about a broken toe. When I first glanced over at that, my eyes aren't what they used to be. And it's kind of, things look kind of cloudy. Sometimes I looked down the iPad earlier when they first started talking about it, right when we first started the show. I thought it said camel toe. Welcome to the program. Good evening. This is Justin. Justin. Uh, Road Tide. I think Alabama's going to win national championship this year. 
Hey, uh. Hey, it's going to be Alabama. This is my top four. Okay, here's my top four, right? I got okay. Alabama number one, Clemson. No, Alabama number one, Ohio State two, Clemson for you, Utah four. That sounds four. like a pretty solid list. Appreciate it, man. Alabama one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, Utah four. What's your point? Right. Yeah, and that's good. We can. Well, that's be a good matchup. We see Ohio Ooh. State beat the shit out of Clemson again. Mm, my goodness. Uh, Jackpot James might. So where's Ziggy? Sleeping. Ziggy. Jackpot might burn down the Christmas tree this year with all the uh, his Gamecocks. Y'all see Ziggy? Yes, we see Ziggy. Okay, well, don't get damn testy about it. I just asked. No, I wasn't getting testy. Ziggy's the official dog of the program. He's sleeping. M-U-E-D-B. Neil says, I'm cleaning my kitchen, and all I hear is roll tide. That's funny. All right, well... Uh, Edward asks, what are we sipping on? I am sipping on, I got a little bit of whiskey over here. That's what I got. I don't know what Jackpot's got. I have nothing right. here. I had some Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, I got to get Mountain up early and go to work. Nope. All right. Well, we're going to wrap the show. We'll be back at it uh, on Wednesday as we get closer and closer to football season. Thank you guys for the super chats, and we'll see you later on.